I tell you what, that Jason is a chatter. He loves to chat, loves to talk. He's also a promoter, by the way, Tony. And I know. I, it. I know that he's got uh, your best interest in heart. I do want to thank um, everybody at the Mississippi Valley Fairgrounds. This is perhaps the best unified effort, uh, including Fred. My God, Fred was a, a champ. He's our technical engineer over there. He and his assistant, uh, uh, I thought, did a wonderful job. We sounded good. And uh, they corrected the mistakes of the past. And now that I mentioned, now that you mentioned, I don't think I paid Fred. And that's that's okay. Or you, I but, but I mean, a, I paid him a compliment. Well, you, that should be enough. <laughs> Maybe you could bring some bubble gum. You pay him in gum next time. Well, sure, as long as it's wrapped and there's no baseball cards. Welcome back to Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, part of the Evergreen Podcast Production System. This portion of our program brought to you by our good friends at uh, the Grimes-based. Yeah, you heard me say it. The Grimes base, Hicklin Power Sports, SeaDo, Can-Am, Yamaha, Beta, KTM, Polaris, all under one roof, but also PJ. Right now, and over the weekend, you guys had a huge sale on used product. Yes, we did. We had a big one-day used inventory blowout sale on Saturday. A pretty uh, well-attended event. We moved a lot of used inventory. The one-day blowout, huh? Yeah, trying to clean out the warehouse for all the snowmobiles show up because, unfortunately, that's already Guess happening. What? Guess what? They're on their way. I oh, had, yeah. I had a phone call. Uh, the shipping department said, hey, they're on their way. Ugh, so, anyway, Hicklin Power Sports, look for them online and give them the address, PJ. We're at 3160 Southeast Grimes Boulevard if you want to visit the store or HicklinPowerSports.com. Wow, slid the address and the website in there, Tony. How about that? All right, our next guest is sitting 10th in stock 1,000 points after just two races, 7th at Sonoma, 7th at Pittsburgh. Seems to be getting along with the R1. He is the young Ashton Yates. He joins us. Hi, Ashton. How are you? I'm great. How about you guys? Good, buddy. What's going on with you? Um, nothing, just, um, getting some training in the day, getting ready for, uh, New Jersey next weekend. Are you excited? I definitely am. Yeah, we're, uh, me and the whole crew are pretty pumped on how it's going so far this year on, I mean, these, uh, last few races on the 1000 and to finish the year off. So, yeah, definitely looking forward to the New Jersey's kind of been a good track to me in the past too, so. Ashton, you've uh, you've been in the Moto America pits for some times now. How, how some time now? Um, you were a perennial favorite in the at the time the KTM 390 Cup. Uh, you've done some time on a Super Sport, correct? Yes, that's right. And now you're on to the 1000s. Uh, I mean, do you feel like this is the bike for you, the big bike? Uh yeah, definitely. I think so because. Um I really enjoyed the KTM and the the Junior Cup bikes. They were smaller, and I was kind of used to training on stuff like that at the time. And then when I got on the Super Sport bike, like um, I just couldn't get comfortable with it for some reason, and I was just trying to ride it more like the smaller bikes. Um, and I didn't really fit on it as well as I do the one thousand now. When I got on the one thousand, um, I kind of felt like I was at home. And uh, I do a lot of training now, actually, on 450 Supermoto bikes. And it's, to me, the 1000 is a lot like a 450 Supermoto bike. What? At a cart track. How does that happen? Yeah, and I don't know. I just fit on it way better, and I'm a lot more comfortable on it. And I just, I know, I like the power, and uh, it's, it kind of fits my riding style, too, a lot more than the Super Sport bike did. Can you tell me how, how a 450 on a cart track 
translates into an R1 on a on a, uh, a a big track like you guys race. That's that's interesting to me. Is it the sliding or what? I mean, what is it? Yeah, well, I kind of I flipped the bars upside down on my 450 and just I don't know, just uh, the same feeling like the power from the 450 kind of comes on the same as the R1 on the big track, kind of. I mean, I can power slide the 450 like I can the R1. The lines are kind of the same, or just like a point-and-shoot line on the car track with a 450, just like the R1 on uh, a big racing circuit. So, I don't know, it just seems a lot pretty similar to me, and you got to ride them both pretty hard. Both are uh, hard to ride, so... So, uh, Ashton, you've only had two, is it correct me if I'm wrong, you've run two races this year in this class. Is that correct, Stock 1000? Yeah, that's right, because uh, actually we've only run one race a weekend so far, but um, uh, that's how it's going to be this weekend in New Jersey also. But um, the last race of the year at Barber Motorsports Park will be a doubleheader for the Stock 1000. Gotcha, but uh, the point I was just trying to make for our listeners is you're not you haven't been able to compete the entire season, so this is a you might call it a learning season, uh, a little bit of a late arrival uh, that was not due to injury, correct, or anything like that, Ashton? Oh no, it was just actually more of like an opportunity that came up. So as I was running the Super Sport bike, and we were just doing our thing in the first half of the year. And um, actually, uh, Vic Vasola, one of my dad's old crew chiefs, and um, he also worked with, uh, I think, Tom Kipp and Scott Russell and did some World Superbike stuff in the past, and he knows a lot. And uh, he actually um, had a rider at the beginning of the Stock 1000 season already, but um, he ended up dropping him um, and uh, asked me if I wanted to ride it. So, well, first of all, we had to get... Um, points to qualify for Stock 1000, even though I was already racing the Mid-American Series. So I had to go do some club racing, like the Weira and CCS rounds. And uh, just first time on the bike, I was winning races on it and stuff, and I was real comfortable. And he was pumped and wanted me to ride it for the rest of the season. So, and we did. And uh, if it wasn't for, a, um, we had a steering dampener problem in Sonoma, in the race, I actually qualified fourth at Sonoma, like point zero seven from second. We were all, like, right there in a the bunch. And then in the race, I was, like, sitting in the fifth for a while, and then my steering dampener was rubbing up against something, and it was, like, turning it down and making it, the bike real upset and hard to ride. Uh, but I finished seventh there, and then in Pittsburgh, I actually got the second. And... Um, it's just been getting better and better so far, so really pumped on this weekend. So I thought I saw you in some CCS uh, races uh, results at Blackhawk Farms. Um, did you do that on the R1 that you're racing now? Yeah, I did. So you got you got a little warm-up, uh, and, and you got to shake some of the bugs out before you actually showed up at a Moto America race with it. Yeah, yeah, it was... Um like, I, I rode a 1000 before, it was like two years ago. Like, it was a GSXR 1000 just to play around on a track day. But, uh, yeah, um, I think it was the weekend before that Blackhawks, uh, or that CCS round, I did a weird round at Roebling Road. 
And that was my first time riding. I mean, my second time riding uh, 1,000, first time in two years. But and uh, I got I was super comfortable right away and really happy with it. And yeah, the Blackhawk Farms track was pretty awesome. I had a good time there too. Aaron uh, Yates, I got to ask you, being the son of Aaron Yates, um, does that add any pressure to you, or is that just part of the prestige? Uh, no, not really. Um, uh, not really. My dad also has never really been. I mean, he's always wanted me to go out there and, you know, have fun and do my thing. He's always uh, just been a cool dad. Yeah, he's always been real cool about it and never put any pressure on me and just wanted me to go out there and have fun and learn. And uh, so, no, not really. I've uh, I've always felt real comfortable with it, never had any problem with it. Well, you know what's weird is that we have had, over the years, Tony, in 15 years, we only have had a few legacy guests, meaning a father and then a son, that follows and... Uh, and I think it's pretty cool that Ashton uh, has picked up the uh, the race spirit, as it were, from Aaron as well. Uh, Ashton, it's good to talk to you, brother. Uh, we we we're, we're quickly running out of time, but how about a sponsor role? Who do you want to name? Uh yeah, for sure. Want to um, thank Vic Vasola, uh, Vic Vasola Racing, and uh, HJC Helmets that uh, keep me looking good and. Um, keeping me safe and speedy uh in yates racing i guess is all for now but to be fair your dad said that you're a handsome guy no matter what so yeah that's just your dad not us we (laughs) we we don't necessarily concur (laughs) god knows the rest of us in the studio are not maybe tony maybe jesse guess but uh thanks for coming on the show maybe pj well pj for sure but he's former U.S. military. So. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Ashton uh, Yates has been our guest. Jason Griffin, prior to that, Michael Locke as well. Coming up, hour number two, Jake Lewis, Nick McFadden. It's going to be an exciting hour number two. We invite you to join us as we continue. This is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Stay tuned. Back after this. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato and this is Pit Pass F1, a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport. From Monaco to Miami and Australia to Azerbaijan, Pit Pass F1 is on the ground and has you covered. Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round. They'll keep you up to date with the latest news breaking in Formula One and the most influential views shaping the world of Grand Prix racing. Every Friday, we'll be bringing you a track guide and race preview, and Chris and Drew will be in your feed every morning from Saturday through to Monday to keep you up to date on all the day's action on and off the track. So if you want to be in the know on the latest in Formula One, subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts and visit us at evergreenpodcasts.com. Pit Pass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcasts.